This is me talking at my normal show volume. And what volume does Three Stacks speak at? Always too quiet. Forever and always and forever too quiet. I'm just going to scoot you the microphone. Like a little field mouse. Tuesday podcast episode 153 with your hosts Tyler Dryblatt, Sam Ginsberg, and Emily Sassina. Here is Tyler Dryblatt. All right, all right, all right. Hello, everybody. So this week on the Bruce Day Tuesday podcast, we, like everybody else, are going to be talking about Brexit, but also pizza and the recovery of some stolen beer. So hang around. It's going to be good. How's it going over there? We're doing okay. I have a couple of notes for you right off the top. Uh-huh. First of all, the way you said, all right, all right, all right, at the beginning made me think of Matthew McConaughey, and I don't know whether or not that was on purpose. Not really, no. And and also, I'm becoming more and more aware of people's pronunciation of this word, and I was... Oh, no. <laughs> I was talking a bunch of shit to Three Stacks about it. No, you are clearly the outlier. No, I, I, like, I recognize that I'm the outlier, and there are other words that I'll fight people on that, like, I know I don't have a leg to stand on, and I'll, like, die on that hill, and I'm aware of that. But this one, like, I feel like I'm indisputably correct. You were talking about, uh, you said Brexit. I did. And, and so we were talking, Three Sex and I, this past weekend, were, you know, we, we went to Chicago and back, so we were on the highway for a while, so we were talking a lot about, I believe you would call them, exits. Okay. And it's not E-G-Z-I-T, it's E-X-I-T, so I say exit instead of okay. exit, and you were saying Brexit instead of I call it Brexit, because it's exit, because it's spelled with an X. Really? You think I was saying Brexit with a G? You definitely were. Huh, because that wasn't my intent. No, it's no one's intent. That's how everyone pronounces that shit. And, like, I, it, it's kind of been, like, a back burner pet peeve that I hadn't, like, I was always like, that's weird. I never really did anything about, but I, like, was really laying into three sex this weekend. And now I'm, like, super aware of it. And so now people, I keep hearing people say Brexit, and I'm like, you sound like a dummy. And I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of overdoing it to, to demonstrate the difference. No, I think it's fair. I feel like a dummy. It's been great for our relationship. Well, we've had something to bond over, our shared hatred of me. Yeah, the foundation of every good relationship with Sam. <laughs> okay, well, geez, you really put me in my place right from the beginning. Cold as ice. That's what I do. Yeah. Well, what are you drinking on the show today? So we're going to split this one because it's 750 mil, so it's a fifth of beer. Uh-huh. And this was a lovely gift from friends of the show Liz and Mary. They brought us a few beers and some cheese and crackers for our housewarming. Nice. We're finally going to get into this one. So this is by Perennial Artisan Ales, Suburban Beverage. Is this the Goza? You said this is the Goza. It's the Goza. Right? Okay. It, on the front of the label, just tells you it's an ale brewed with spice and natural flavor. And then you twist the bottle and look uh-huh. at the side where it tells you it's a Goza-style ale brewed with salt, orange peel, lemon peel, and key lime juice. Well, aside from the key lime juice, that sounds pretty classic Goza. It claims to be tart and refreshing and says it will certainly make you feel all right, which I have to assume is a pop culture reference I don't understand. Feel all right, all right, all right. Well, I, I was thinking it's probably a Bob Marley thing, right? Every little thing make you feel all right. That, right? Do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Are people from the suburbs into Bob Marley? I feel like that. Yeah. White people Seems, like Bob Marley. Yeah. Dumb white people like Bob Marley. That's fair. Fucking Buffalo Soldier. Oh my god, this song's so bad. But he was brought in from Africa, Sam. Yeah, that's great. Uh, so, <laughs> the only thing is, we haven't had a chance to try this yet. I was wondering how you thought it would make the most sense to get this bottle open. Well, I would, I would without having seen it, assume that you would use a bottle opener. You mean... The Portugal Tourism Board bottle opener? Uh, what other bottle opener would you use? Yeah, we don't like, have one. Like the high-quality sites you'll see in Portugal, 
the bottle opener meets your wildest dreams. I believe the uh, national slogan of Portugal is, it kind of feels like it should be in Central America, but you know it's not, but you still kind of think it is. Is that Portugal. just me? Oh, Portugal, you're confusing us with Brazil. Yeah, I mean, it's really because when you think of Portuguese speakers, it's Brazil. Yeah. Even though it's named after Portugal, because yeah. it's Portugal. Portugal, I'm surprised we're not Spain. Yeah. How didn't Spain just be like, oh, wait, we're going to capture you. We're going to just gobble know. you right up. I don't know. Crazy times out there. Yeah. Like, yeah. What, are, what language are these weirdos speaking? I can't understand them, and I can't steal their things. Well, the, the Spanish and Portuguese are similar enough that they did. Like, there's a there's a guy in my AP Spanish class who literally didn't speak Spanish. He just was <laughs> near fluent in Portuguese. And that was enough for him to do well enough on the tests. Jesus. What a champ. And then I noticed it's also really similar to Italian to the point where, back when I used to be good at Spanish, which is long since past, I was watching The Godfather, and there are parts of The Godfather in Italian with subtitles, and I didn't have to read the subtitles because the cognates were close enough that I could follow the conversation. Huh. I don't think I could do that anymore. Yeah. Watch The Godfather? I can't sit still for that long. Ugh. So good. It's so good, and Godfather Part 2 is so bad, and I know I'm in the minority, but oh, Godfather Part 2. Well, no. The De Niro parts are great, the Pacino parts are terrible. Alright. Well, instead of picking a fight with you over that, I'm gonna ask Three Stacks what she thinks of the beer. Uh, it might be my favorite Goza I've ever tried, <laughs> but I still hate it. Right. Samuel? Ah! Uh, despite that disgusted noise, I might be with you on this. Actually, I think I had one on the show before that was like an IPA Goza hybrid. That I think I liked better than this. But this isn't a hybrid. This is just a Goza. It smells, and at the back of the mouth, is a little bit of Cheerios. And I'm having trouble <laughs> figuring out what that is. Maybe it's like a, like a multigrain malt or some shit. Yeah. Um, but it's it's in the nose and it's at the back. But the, the front is just salt. Like, uh, I feel like I'm... Uh, who's that one? Who's that one priest on the Iron Islands? Yeah. I don't remember. I don't know. That guy. That guy who that just asshole. drank drank salt water all day or day. That guy. Right. What's the ABV? It's got to be low, right? Four two. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, I actually also have kind of a low ABV beer today that I might struggle with myself. I have Ballast Points Thai Chili Wahoo. Mm. Man, that's such a shame because you're gonna hate that, and that sounds really good to me. I know. Yeah, I think you would probably like it. I haven't. I haven't tasted it yet but i've sniffed it um so this one is 4.5 percent abv and uh it's a it i guess is built on a wit beer it's a wit beer with thai chili lime and natural ginger flavor it smells a lot like chili it smells very spicy that sounds like some uh some ass kicking east asian cuisine that sounds nice yeah so it, it looks like mountain dew though which is kind of weird okay Is it too hot? It's going to be difficult for my little baby mouth to get through this episode. I feel like usually with hot pepper beers, Ooh. the first sip is fine, and then six or seven sips in, it starts to build on you. No, this is definitely it's definitely spicy. It's pretty tasty. I think they did a very good job modulating the chili flavor, you know? Like, it's in there, but it's not overwhelming. It definitely tastes, you know, like a wit beer also. I don't really get any lime to be honest. but it's a lot it's of just, flavors in there. It's tough yeah. to get them all. It's just a first sip also. But it's definitely noticeable heat right in the beginning. So I, like, one sip in, I already want your beer so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. I hope I can drink the whole thing. Can I go check on the pup so to make sure he's not eating the third iteration of my laptop charger? Yeah, go for it. Not allowed. We'll survive without you. Yeah, so for the listener, usually the studio door is closed and three sacks looks after the pup but since she's on we had the door open so he can freely come in and leave and we kind of thought he would hang out with us because he loves us and i took some of his toys up here but he's <laughs> just downstairs he's probably just chilling on the couch but she wants to make sure he's not obliterating our home is he allowed to be on the couch yeah we had this whole thing like when we first got him i was like no no dog on couch not a thing <laughs> and so we did we kept that up for maybe a week and then, <laughs> and then it was like the rule was, 
it's okay if he's like in your lap on the couch because he was so tiny and cute. It's just like you scoop him up, put him on your lap, and watch TV or something, and that was fine. And then he got bigger and bigger to the point where being in your lap didn't really make sense. And it was like if he's on the couch and his head's in your lap, then it's fine. And then the rule was as long as he's touching you, it's fine. But then like there's <laughs> and then how do you even enforce that? Well, well, it would I would like look up at three stacks and she and barley would be at the opposite ends of the couch and i would like kind of glare at her and she would like lean over and reach out and barely touch him and be like see it's fine and then we kind of just realized we just don't want to throw our dog onto the couch and really if you're going to train your dog to not be on the couch you have to start young while they're still really really cute which is what makes it really really hard right so now it's just like yeah it's fine you can be on the couch whatever all right all right Oh, boy. So, let's see here. Let's do an article from Beer Guys Radio. Oh, man. Competition. <laughs> Good news. Sweetwater found their beer. So, were you trying to be Professor Farnsworth just now? No. You sound a lot like Professor Farnsworth. I'm not now. doing imitations today, Samuel. I'm not Matthew McConaughey. I'm not Professor Farnsworth. I'm me, damn it. Isn't that enough? Are you doing your best Tyler Driveline right now? This <laughs> is... Yeah, I came in third in a Tyler Drivelight competition. Listen, all I want from you is you to go out there on that field every day and be your best Tyler Drivelight. All right. Okay. Yeah. From uh, where are they located? Do you know where Sweetwater is? Oh, Atlanta, I want to say Georgia. Atlanta. Okay. Atlanta, Georgia. That's yes. right. So I guess a couple days ago, June twenty first, somebody heisted three thousand two hundred and seventy two cases from Sweetwater Brewing Company. That's so much beer. It is a lot of beer. It's more than 78,000 bottles because – oh, no, it is 78,000 bottles, 78,528. <laughs> well, that was some nice mental math you just did. Yeah, well, lick my balls. I, I, see, they don't – they're not reading these articles along with us. They don't see that it's printed right there. I was trying to, <laughs> I was trying to make you sound clever, but whatever. Why do we post the articles then? Uh, I thought it was so they could read along. Posterity? Is it not – is everything I know a lie? I well, mean, yes, but... In theory, they can slash should read along, but also it could just be like, uh, I don't know, like when I listen to Judge John Hodgman, they always have uh, they always have evidence submitted, and usually <laughs> I don't care to look at it, but every now and then they're like, he did this hilarious thing, and then, you know, we're going to post it on the website, so look at the hilarious thing if you want, and then I'll go and look at the hilarious thing. But if it's like, they dress their cat up, then I'm like, I don't want to look at that. Fuck that. So usually I don't look at it, but sometimes I do. But sometimes it's boobs. No, it's a it's a family-friendly show. But but theoretically, someone could listen to our episodes and mostly think, who cares? But then sometimes think, you know, we, add, we talk about beer products sometimes, or maybe we don't go into enough, enough depth on an article and they want to follow up, then, you know, then they have that resource if yeah. they want it. They're like, I want to buy a $300 SodaStream beer maker. And yeah. get on that link. And then I'm like, oh, delete the RSS feed. Get out of here. Get out of the show. Get out of here, our only listener. But uh, I guess the thing that weirds me out about this story is that, so 40 pallets were stolen. And they managed to recover 10 pallets the day of the theft. But they didn't get the other 30 until a couple days later. How? What? Huh? Maybe they found a stash house? With only some of them? Yeah. Yeah? I don't, I, I'm just theorizing here. I'm not a master criminal anymore. Like, like, did somebody snake all this beer and then go to all these different bars to fence their hot merchandise? And then they were like, oh, we found 10 cases at this one bar, but 30 cases at this other I bar. Mean, I, you gotta imagine that it's easier to unload 10 pallets of hot beer than 40. I would imagine, yes. Seems reasonable to me. And now, three seconds. I know you're not familiar with crime. When we say hot here, we're not saying that they put the cans in a microwave. Uh, hot means uh, stolen, and the police are looking for it. So it's you know it's harder to sell hot merchandise because you don't want to buy something you know is stolen. You know what I mean? Got it. Okay, great. That's why it's important to do thieves guild quests early so you can get your fences. That that is true. But hot merchandise in that context doesn't always make sense. Because I'm like, I'm going to sell you 30 stolen sweet rolls. I don't know how you know they're all stolen. <laughs> I have 30 non-stolen sweet rolls. Whatever. Three sex, I'm going to make you play the goddamn Elder Scrolls game. It's the last thing I do. 
<laughs> we'll see. Okay. But the really sad thing is, apparently it was it was 40 pallets of Summer Variety Pack. And uh, even though they got almost all of it back, none of it can be sold. It will all be destroyed. Because it's evidence? I guess because there's a possibility that it was contaminated, so they can't oh. sell it. You know? Now, is Sweetwater going to be compensated anyway? Or are they just out 3,000 cases of beers worth of income? I assume they'll try to get something from the people who did it. But Is it like they pay a fine and the fine goes back to them or something like that? I would imagine. I mean, I assume if they catch them, they can just flat out charge them for the merchandise that they stole. I don't know if that's how theft charges work. I don't think so. Uh, but also, probably companies have insurance... That's that's true. Oh, there you go. Like now you got it. Yeah. Took you two tries, but you got there. Hey, you didn't really? need, you didn't use all your strikes. You're good. That was my yeah. first thought. Plus, but then we I was didn't like, get there at all. So. Can make these people pay. I don't think but, so. Yeah. I mean, it's like how I mean, banks are all insured because if someone steals a million dollars and then like they they stash it, and no one finds it, or they burn it or something, then you know, the bank gets their shit back. That's why robbing a bank is a victimless crime. You heard it here first. Well, I mean, as long as you don't have more than $100,000 in the bank. And as long as you don't kill any hostages. Right. Because your money is only insured by the government up to $100,000. An individual's money. Yes. Right. Right. But so, corporations are people now. Da-da-da-da. What a time to be alive. <laughs> but let's focus on the fact that they, they busted some beer criminals, even though all the beer is going to be blown up. I, I think the... The best part of this article is the four-word parenthetical <laughs> after, I mean, you said, of the 40 pallets, 10 were recovered the day of the theft, the remaining 30 pallets, then the parenthetical, minus a few, case, a few cases, were returned on Wednesday. So, like, yeah, they drank some of them. Like, <laughs> good. My, my parents, as a graduation present for me, got me a, a Beer of the Month Club subscription, and... I don't know why, I don't even remember a lot of the beers I had, but I remember there were a few in the first box from Sweetwater, and I thought they sucked. <laughs> well. But, but you know, for all I know, when they do that Beer the Month stuff, they're trying to unload shitty shit. I don't, I don't know how those work financially. Right. So I just saw you take a sip, Tyler, and uh, you looked like someone had flicked you as hard as they could in one of your testicles. Yeah, it, this is, I mean, again, I have a tiny little, I have the mouth of a child, but this is a very spicy beer for me to be drinking. Yeah, I think this is going to be an episode where a lot of us are making a lot of faces while we drink. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you, I, I think they nailed it, you know, I think they did exactly what they wanted to do. It tastes like a Thai chili beer, that's 100% how I would describe it. And now I'm looking at my, uh... From a month ago, my empty of the mint julep ale, a beer that I said I didn't really like, but I think they probably did it. I think it probably turned out exactly how they wanted it. Right. This sounds like it might end up being one of those. Yeah. But again, yeah, you'd probably really like it. So. Yeah, we get Ballast Point out here. I haven't seen that beer, but I'm going to have to keep my eyes peeled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, they're distributing it out east now. Are they? Uh, yeah. Because I, they got bought up? No, I think, like, it's this thing, like... As of recently, we actually were just talking about this with some some dudes last night about Ballast Point distributing in Virginia, but then apparently Lagunitas is, and some other West Coast brew is also, out of Roanoke, Virginia. Like, Roanoke, Virginia is going to be this, like, weird Western IPA mecca for the (laughs) East Coast somehow. I don't don't know. And it's, it's not that far from my hometown of Frederick. Maryland, so so maybe I'll I'll get a taste when I'm yeah. back out that way for Thanksgiving or some such. Maybe Roanoke, that's weird. Yeah, it's like it's such a random city, but maybe like maybe it's a s- snowball down a hill type of a thing where once one brewery plants a flag there and they get a positive response, now everyone wants to start distributing there because because they've struck an untapped market. I don't know. Huh. I just keep on thinking about how all those colonists went me- vi- vanishing, missing from Roanoke Colony. 
I don't know this one. What is this? Back in the day, you know. They like, like established six, a colony there, and then yeah. everyone mysteriously vanished, and yeah. no one knows why. In like the 1600s. They probably just left, man. Yeah, probably. A, co- like, a colony in the 1600s was like 11 people. They probably all went swimming and drowned or something. <laughs> they probably heard that there was going to be a, an IPA mecca, so they just went to sleep for 400 years. Well, they probably heard that eventually black people would be able to vote and all kill themselves. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> uh, it's a it's a little bit of an indictment of... Yeah. Uh, Ooh. I would go as far as to say ancient Virginia. How old does have something have to be to be ancient? 400 years ago doesn't feel ancient to me. I, it's, see, I don't know where the line is. Yeah, that's true. That's like, where's the line for a heap? You know, one thing isn't a heap. Three things isn't a heap. But all of a sudden, there's a heap of something. I think it depends on the size of the thing. I think if you have ten stuffed animals, that is uh-huh. a heap of stuffed animals. Right. If you have ten leaves, that does not constitute a heap of leaves. You need a thousand leaves to be a heap okay. of leaves. All right. I think we're, we're talking volume, not specific discrete quantities. Okay. Three stacks, I see you have burning opinions on this. Get I, in here. I don't. Well, what do you think of that beer? Uh, it's happening. All right. And no one I, can I, stop it. I think I hate it less with every sip, and I think it might just be that my mouth is giving up in protest. Like, my taste buds are slowly dying, I think. Right, right. They're going numb, so you just... Throwing it down the old gullet. Wait, you your taste buds are all dying? No. Oh. I, I thought you were asking her to go to Brown Town. Oh! No, thank you. Unsubscribe. <laughs> Set a course for the Dark Star. Ugh! You know my brother listens sometimes, right? That's why I didn't say it out loud. Yeah, but like... The implications and the context. Yeah, well, let's move on to Tyler saying a thing out loud with words. Did I tell you guys about uh, my emergency situation at work? I don't think so. Yeah, I couldn't remember. Uh, So I had my first emergency situation at work. Now, an emergency situation at work. You work at campgrounds. So the first thing that springs to mind to me is a fire. It was not a fire. Okay. Uh, so... You did talk about the shoe theft. This isn't the shoe theft, is it? Yeah, we got that goddamn shoe-stealing owl. That doesn't feel like an emergency to me. No, it wasn't that. So, I was working, I was working at one of the bigger campsites, and there was a guy with me for, like, almost my whole shift. And he left at 8, you know, we weren't really doing much, really slow, so he left. And of course, like, 10 minutes later, something happens where we really could have used two people, it was just me. Uh, chilling in the kiosk, and a lady comes biking down. She's like, hey, there's a lady, like, down on the ground in campsite four, and she's saying, like, something's wrong, and we need to call 911. I'm like, oh, so she's having a heart attack. Is 100% what's happening, you know? It sounds like a likelihood. Yeah, so uh, I hauled my ass on up to campsite four, because I'm CPR first aid certified, you know, and I get up there like, God damn it, I'm going to have to save this lady's life. Like, I'm really not looking forward to this situation. You have to punch her in the chest until her heart starts back up. Right. And I get there, and actually, she only had a compound fracture in her ankle. That still sounds pretty bad. It was pretty nasty. You know, the bone coming up out of that ankle. That's what a compound fraction is. Yeah. So, uh, but I was like, oh, oh, thank God. You know, like, obviously, I didn't say that because. This lady was still very unhappy right. um, with her shattered ankle. You would think she would say not something's wrong so much as, oh my god, the bone's on the outside, it's oh, supposed to be on the I inside. I broken ankles! Yeah. Yeah, no, it was very clear once I got up there what the issue was. I don't know like why she had to come down there and scare the shit out of me. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't have, you didn't go to medical school, but you don't need intense training to remember which part of the skin the bone is supposed to <laughs> yeah. be on. Yeah, yeah pretty obvious so i got up there and Dr. somebody was already on the phone with 911 but they were like oh here's like the ranger because everybody thinks i'm a ranger even though i'm just a parking i think they probably see you in i can only imagine a hilarious green get up to do yes, your job pretty much pretty much and they think ranger and you know yeah that makes sense 
Yep. Also, so he's like, oh, here's a ranger. Ranger, talk to 911. And I was like, oh. But I did, and, you know, I got the ambulance on their way, and then EMS came together, and that was about it. But it was pretty crazy. And uh, did they tip you? <laughs> no. I feel like tipping culture is so random, the things you get tipped for and the things you don't. Tipping is stupid. Uh, yeah, we should all transfer to the Japanese style. I agree. What is the Japanese style? Uh, to be tipped is to be dishonored. Oh. So, like, you don't tip. Like, it doesn't matter how good the service is, you don't tip because it's, like, rude. I, I, heard, I heard the story about this American who tipped someone in Japan and the Japanese... Stabbed him to death. No, the waiter grabbed the tip, ran out of the restaurant, ran down the street, tracked this guy down, and was like, please take this money back. Because, like, because he would rather... You would rather have his honor than have right. like the four dollars. I don't, I don't know if the yeah, conversion is. that's but... that's a that's a mental state that I can't put myself into. The right. I, I, well, I guess I don't mean for the sake of honor, but you know they build actually paying their waitstaff into the prices of the food. Yeah, no, so that's they what can I'm, pay that's them what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I object to tipping because it's like eh, I don't really want to pay my staff. I'll force my customers to do it for me. And, I mean, it all comes out in the wash, really, like, monetarily, because we're going to be paying more for food if they're paying their waste staff appropriately. I would rather have that, honestly, than deal with tipping. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which is why you go with the Japanese style. Right. Okay. Great. But, uh, no, I got I got no tips. Well, good. I also, I also the met Japanese a child style. molester. Wait, you what now? I also met a child molester. In a good way? How can you meet a child molester in a good way? I was way? waiting. I really, I was hoping you would tell me. No. You could just no. say, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. That's impossible. Well, yes, I did. He gave me one of the talismans from Jackie Chan Adventures. That is a good way to meet a child molester. <laughs> now I can shoot lasers out of my eyes because I have the pig talisman because I met this child molester. Unrelated. The fact that he's a child molester is unrelated. He's working Did on it. Did you use it to shoot laser beams out of your eyes into his face? Well, no, not necessarily. Like, anyone who gives me the pig talisman, I think, like, not necessarily I'm going to forgive you or I'm going to be on your side, but I'll listen, I'll listen to your side of the story. I'll be patient with you, you know? So, Hitler comes up, uh -huh. like, Sam Ginsburg, my favorite Jew. Sure. Here's the pig talisman. Well, he likes me because like, I'm a havesy and I'm not observant. He's uh, like, all right, all right, little Addy Hitler, you explain to me why I shouldn't use this pig no, talisman. No, then I'll be like, all right, thank you for the pig talisman, let's go grab a cup of coffee. You you tell me how you're feeling and what you're thinking right now. And then eventually it'll just be like, I just like killing Jews. And I'll be like, oh, okay, well then I'm going to shoot your head off with my laser eyes. But I'm going to let him get there. Hitler, Hitler, it's not mine camp. It's our camp. Unforgivable. That joke was bad. <laughs> Can I talk to you about some whether or not I'm actually Jewish stuff? Uh -oh. What? Oh, is this not show material? No, it's fine. Okay. All right, so the lovely Emily Sassina, a.k.a. Three Stacks, uh, my uh -huh. betrothed, right. is of the Catholic faith. I know this. And so, uh, and we're, you know, we're getting married. So we're going to get married in a, um, like, have a Catholic wedding at a church she's familiar with where her mother works. Uh -huh. And so this past weekend we were in her hometown, you know, where she went to church initially, where she grew up. Uh -huh. To We had to lock some stuff down with the reception venue, and we had to meet with a priest okay, about wedding-type stuff. And so her mom works at this church, so this priest has been somewhat briefed on the situation. You know, at this point, it's not un that uncommon to have interfaith marriages, you know. Right. It's, it's not 1600s Roanoke. Where sure. those dumb fucks were. Um, <laughs> why would I pull pun punches on 1600s Roanoke? None of them are alive to fuck with me. I, yeah, I guess they've been missing for 400 years, but... Yeah. So, uh, so basically, like, he kind of goes down this list. He has these questions on this form, and so, you know, when he asks him to Emily, like, you know, your religion, your mother's religion, your father's religion, and then, like, you know, they're all Catholic, so it's, you know, where were they confirmed, when were they confirmed, that kind of stuff. Uh -huh. And so when it's me, it's so your mother's religion. I said Protestant. I thought that would be specific enough for them, and it wasn't. So he said, "Could you be more specific?" And I said, "I didn't say Methodist. I said Methodist." Because <laughs> <laughs> if I had to, like, if we were in Vegas and we were betting odds, I would, yeah. 
I would give even odds that she's a Methodist. Okay. I know she's Protestant, but there's like 80 kinds of Protestant. I think That's Methodist true. could be one of the other ones. I'm not sure. Lutheran, <laughs> maybe. I'm not sure. Okay. So, father's religion, Jewish. That's easy. That one's actually correct. And, and he asked my religion, and as of his <laughs> briefing, he was under the impression that I was Jewish. Uh-huh. Or brought up Jewish. I think brought up Jewish is still not completely accurate, but it's more accurate. I was brought up pluralistic. Right. And I I kind of leaned leaned I leaned Jewish hard as a kid, but at this point I would consider myself an atheist. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't want to explain all that nuance to him. And so I said, uh, yeah, raised Jewish, but now technically I would be an atheist. And he, he kind of just, I should mention that he's not a native English speaker. So, so kind of all of this is with like a European accent. Which adds add this whole layer of mystique to it. So you kind of just, uh, I'm going to put Jewish. <laughs> Which is it's just interesting to me. Like, I know that atheists don't rank super high on the Catholics' list of uh, validity. But oh. Jewish ranks way higher. Like, he was trying to help us out. He's like, no, 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 I'm going to write Jewish. I got you, bro. Which was I... a really interesting experience. Okay, Yes, that is an interesting experience. Why does he need to know these things? Well, a, a lot of it is about, and I'm sure this dates back to ye olde times, the children. So theoretically, three sex and I will procreate. Oh, sure. And, and the church is very concerned with how they're brought up. Okay. And I'm kind of of the opinion that faith is really helpful for some people and unhelpful for others. Uh-huh. And there's no good way of predicting who it's going to help and who it won't sure. and what faith is right. So if it were just me, like if I were going to reproduce asexually and make my own progeny of just me, I would dream. Right. I wouldn't try and make them be atheist. I'd just be like, uh-huh. do whatever the fuck you want. I don't care. Yeah, sure. Because I don't have the, the right data points to make the prediction about what is the right path for them. Right. Uh, and the way three sex comes in is, you know, she's gotten a lot from her faith, and and she would like to raise her children of her faith. So, at that point, I'm like, yeah, fuck it, raise them Catholic, I don't care. Like, the my children's religion is not important to me. And no, it, no, no, yeah, no, I, I understand all this, but why does uh-huh. the priest need to know all that? Oh, because one of the questions, like, one of the prereqs for us getting married is that we have to say, we will raise them Catholic. Like, they asked me, will you raise them Catholic? And I said, yes. Huh. Otherwise, and he's not doing the ceremony. I'm not 100% sure whether that would make him not do the ceremony or if it would just or if there's like a three strike system or something like that. But like uh, you can get a number of points off and he'll still do it. But I, it's like a DMV test. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't look under the hood. I didn't see their algorithm, but right. I definitely got the impression that if we if I was like, no, that's not acceptable to me, that that may have stopped him from officiating our wedding. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, like, that's, I guess, kind of the idea is, like, if you don't care enough about the Catholic faith to do everything in your power to raise any children you have to also believe this and, you know, profess the Catholic faith, why are you trying to get married in a Catholic church? Oh, no, I don't, I'm not judging his decision to do it or not. I'm just trying to understand why the questions, like, my first thought was, like, Oh, he's gonna like say something in the opening about like everybody's history, and he doesn't want to fuck it up. But it's not that at all. It's something no. totally different. No. I mean, it's a it's a standard form that they have to fill out for every wedding in the Catholic Church. I think anywhere. I'm not entirely sure. It might just be like a U.S. thing. It could just be a diocese thing. But I don't think so. I think it's pretty pretty far reaching. But it was, it was really interesting from the perspective of someone who works in software and manages databases, how kind of clinical it was when we got down to it. Like, we have to do some stuff. We have to meet with some married Catholic couples and, you know, do... It's not couples Catholic. That's not the right term for it. But it's like uh, marriage prep, I guess, would be the right way to put it. So we're going to do some Catholic marriage prep stuff before the wedding. And we don't want to go out to... Illinois every time we do this so we're gonna do the uh-huh. we're gonna do the prep in Madison and then get married out in Illinois and so he's like okay that's fine you're gonna do that but now we have to you know get all your stuff documented here and then get it 
forwarded over to the diocese in Madison and make sure like they can process that. And then once it's all good, they'll send it back here and give the thumbs up. And I was just like, like I, I'm kind of, I work too much with software now that the, every time I hear something like that, I think about it under the hood. Right. Like, are these faxes? Is someone manually yeah. implementing these? <laughs> Do they have a MySQL database that they share? Like, how does how does this all work from a technical perspective? And is right. is really interesting to talk about. They're they're mailing most of these things. Ugh, that's such a shame. Like, it just makes me want to be like, you guys, just give me two weeks off of work. Let me fix Catholicism's database real quick. Because it's just like. I'm, I'm in too deep in the software shit that when I see something that could be more efficient technically, I just mm-hmm. want to, like, shove people out of the way to fix it real quick because it just irks me. Like, it it, ma- it like it makes me feel dirty that this is happening because it could <laughs> You're be... You're offended s- professionally. Exactly. It could be so much more efficient, and it wouldn't be that hard to code, and it would be kind of fun to code, but why would they let me? That wouldn't make any sense. Right. Uh, I just heard a thump. I'm going to go check on the dog. You guys got this. Okay. All right. So, three stacks. Mm-hmm. I asked Samuel about the proposal process last time I was on the show. I want to get it from your from your side, from your perspective. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. So, give him give him a rating overall. I, what's what's my <clears throat> scale? Uh, Let's just do one to ten, just like on the show. Not not as a person, just his 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 proposal. Give it a rating. I'd give it like a seven seven. That's pretty good. That's pretty high. I mean, like it was the the location was good. The the idea behind it was good. He did tell me that marrying me was tactically the right maneuver, which uh, lost him a couple points. It's as romantic sure. as I get. Sure. Uh, but I mean, yeah, solid effort overall. <laughs> solid effort overall were you did he telegraph his intentions were you pretty much aware the whole time what was going down oh he asked me if i wanted to go out to this super fancy restaurant a few days after that and i was like that would make me very uncomfortable so instead he tried to come up with some other plan but he i knew before we left that I, we were going to be engaged by the time we got back home so the answer was yes. He very much so knew what was going on. I could not have been more aware of what was going on. Interesting. You know, before it happened, she could tell I was nervous and right. said, you don't have to do this today if you don't want to. We can do uh-huh. it another time. So, like, she knew, like, I didn't do it right away because I wanted to, like, build up to it or whatever. So, like, she knew it was happening and she even, like, gave me an out. And I was like... No, man, I got this. Stop. <laughs> that's that's very amusing. You did transition from some, like, very unromantic topic directly into, like, no, we doing this. I think it was really that it took me a while to build up the nerve, and I had the nerve, and I was like, I I don't want to lose my nerve, so I'm going to do it in this instant while I'm, while I'm not uh, too big of a coward. Right. And so... My transition wasn't perfect, and obviously my uh, spiel was not perfect, but I got the job done, and that's what matters to me. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. That's, uh, I can dig that. So, how do you feel about, I guess this question is addressed to the both of you. Do you you use the term fiancé? So, I personally hate the word fiancé. And it's not like I want to, it's not like I'm ashamed that I'm going to marry you or anything, like... I'm kind of looking forward to being able to just be like, oh yeah, my wife said blah, 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 or whatever uh-huh. like that. But when I talk about you in the third person, I say girlfriend still. And it's not that I'm trying to hide the 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 getting married thing, but even like earlier in this show, I said betrothed instead of fiance. Right, I, think, I heard that. Because I, I think fiance is obnoxious. And betrothed is kind of obnoxious, but also kind of like there's a little bit of a humorist aspect to it so like i feel like it's not as embarrassing but fiance is just like fiance to me is like i'm fucking fancy and i'm showing off and fuck you and i don't want to be like that a wife is something that a good honest person has and a fiance is something that an obnoxious fuck has and a girlfriend (laughs) is something that a regular person has i can be the first and the third i don't want to be the middle one and it really is the word it's nothing about you well 
Maybe you'll like me again next year. Yeah, you'll. I'll come around on you. <laughs> These things are cyclical. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move into a totally different topic, which is pizza. Okay. From BeerReviewCrew.com, the pizza and beer pairings infographic. So it's really not an article. It's just a, a pairing of pizzas with beers and kind of a little explanation why. So let's see here. How do I want to go about this? Tell me, each of you, tell me your favorite type of pizza and what type of beer you think would go well with it. And I'm going to look it up. Okay, so we won't look at the infographics. We won't cheat. Right, right. Favorite type of pizza. That's tough. Probably go buffalo chicken. Buffalo chicken. Buffalo chicken. Well, now I feel like I'm cheating because I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this one. I don't think I would know the answer to most, but I think I know this one. They don't. Oh, there it is. Okay. What do you think? What do you think goes well with that? Well, I I'm, I believe that spicy food pairs well with hoppy beer, so I would say uh-huh. an IPA. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna give it to you. It says American IPA. Yeah. Okay. But sure. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. Great, Samuel. Good job. Three stacks. What's your favorite type of pizza? Oh goodness. Uh, Not thin crust would be her answer. Yeah, like literally just just pizza crust with nothing on it, just bread. So say cheese pizza in that game. Okay, yeah. classic cheese. What do you think pairs well with a classic cheese? Uh, it's got to be a Doppelbach, right? Three. Well, do you, th- don't don't say anything yet. Three seconds. Take your guess. I think it's Doppelbach. Why do you think it's a Doppelbach? I don't know. I see. I don't, I don't know. I feel like it would be something, like, light-bodied and crisp, because you don't want something, like, super weedy and heavy, but I honestly don't Like a know. Like a Pills or a Heffa or something? Probably, like, a, maybe, maybe a Pills, because it's also bland, like my life. <laughs> Thanks, dear. This says American Pale Ale. That's not that far off. Which I think is, I think is pretty much on the money, like cheese pizza and some simple beer that sounds about right so now i'm trying to think we've been going from pizza to beer now i'm trying to go the other way from beer to pizza okay like a, give me a beer like a like a stout and then i mean really i was just like what would pair well with a stout i'm thinking something rich and meaty maybe like a barbecue chicken yeah let's see here barbecue chicken they say vienna lager that so i was way off I'm not sure they list stouts. Maybe stouts just don't pair well with beer. I feel like if you were to ask me, like, to to concoct a pizza to go with a stout, it would be like caramelized onion and goat cheese. That that could be good, but I might just I, be saying that because I love caramelized onions and goat cheese. Yeah, I would eat that. I don't know. I think I'm more in Santa's camp, like something meaty, something thick and meaty, so it doesn't get overwhelmed by that thick chocolatey stout. But I wouldn't want like cheeseburger pizza with a stout. No, no, like fucking sausages or some shit. Oh, yeah, sausage. That might be the answer. What does this say for sausage pizza? Oh, that's a good question. What, what does it say for bigsausagepizza.com? <laughs> shit, I forgot about big sausage pizza. Hilarious. Uh, sausage and pepper is a refreshing lager. What is the darkest thing on here? I see pepperoni. We're, we're just looking now because we got bored. Pepperoni matches with brown ale. So that's the dark high score. Oh, dark smoked beer, meat lovers. Okay, that okay. that kind of makes sense with our initial assumption. Yeah, that might be as dark as it gets. Scotch ale. What's with the scotch ale? I missed it. Spinach and feta. I'll do spinach and feta. But really, a lot of these are lighter. Yeah. Like when when brown ale's your third darkest beer, you're talking about light beers. Yeah, which I guess makes sense to me. I don't know why it makes sense to me, but it does. I think because pizza's kind of heavy, so you don't want to drink something super heavy to go with it. I'll buy that. That's fine with me. You said you had some sort of pizza-related content. What is that? Oh, yeah. Uh, so I think we... I think I told you about this a few weeks ago. We went to a pizza place to play trivia and came in last. Yes. We went back. Okay. You took the uh, the Trivia Master's words of encouragement. Well, he said come back, but mostly he was saying come back and bring more people for your team because you suck. But you didn't do that. No, we we stayed with two. We even <laughs> uh, the team sitting next to us offered to form an alliance. Like they were like, y- y'all want to merge teams? And I was like, no. <laughs> Rude. I mean, mostly it was like, it's not like we knew them or anything. And I was like, 
really my my mental process was if these guys are assholes, I don't want to be on a team with them. And right. I have no evidence whether or not they're assholes, and I don't want to like ruin what will probably be a fine night out with my lady to have to deal with a bunch of assholes. And actually, we ended up talking with that table for the rest of the night, and they were all really cool. But, you know, I didn't know that at the time, and, and I was I was fine with the decision we made. Yeah. And this time, instead of coming out in 6th out of 6, we came in 2nd out of 13. Hey, that is a much better ranking. Yeah. We ended how'd, you, up, how'd you explode up the charts? I, I'm really not sure. I, like, <laughs> to me, it felt like the game was just way easier this time. But I I guess it wasn't because no one else scored as high. Well, one group did. One, yeah, one group. The group that beat us destroyed us. Like, they were so <laughs> far ahead of us. It was Like, they must have missed no questions. It was crazy. <laughs> but they give you a $20 gift certificate for coming in second. Nice. And to that the, place. Yeah. And the team next to us, they were in from out of town and they were going to have to leave. And I guess their company was reimbursing their food, so they just bought way too much food. And they were like, look, we have a whole pizza, and we're going to throw it out. Do you guys just want this? Oh, no. And so it was like an $18 pizza, and we got about a $20 gift certificate, and the evening out cost us about $38. Hey, so, there you go. So we it was a push. I mean, well, on top of the fact that we drank some beer and ate some pizza and had a lot of fun. So it was, it was a, a very big success. <laughs> Everything came up Ginsburg. Uh Gingelfra. Okay. Don't worry about it. Uh I won't. I won't worry about it. Do you want to hear the uh final question, which I think is like by trivia standards, I, I thought was a really good question. Sure. Alright. Name two of the three US presidents of the twentieth century with two syllable first, middle, and last names. Oh jeez. I don't know many presidential middle names. Are you? I thought you were gonna make some guesses here. Oh, you want me to guess? Oh, yeah. Okay. With they have two syllable first, middle, and last names. Yeah. I mean, you can just talk, two I mean, syllables. Exactly two syllables. So you can talk out loud. Just make sure if you're gonna <clears throat> say something that it's your final answer. Okay. Well, one is Richard Milhouse Nixon. That's correct. Okay. That was one of the two we got. Right. Oh, you got two, so I got it. Oh, I got a good pass. Well, you yeah, have to get two, two of three to get your wager. We, we got two. Okay. All right. Oh boy, it's not Eisenhower. It's not Harry S. Truman because S didn't stand for anything. No, wait. No, it did. Did it? You're thinking of Ulysses S. Grant. Oh. S didn't stand for anything. The team next to us, like our our bros, got one right answer and wrote Harry S. Truman. And then afterwards, they Googled it, and the S stands for Solomon. Okay, well, so I was right. It wasn't Harry S. Truman, though. You're right, it wasn't Harry S. Truman, but you're right <laughs> for the wrong reason. Not Bill Clinton, not George Bush. Oh, who's that goddamn corn farmer? Jimmy Carter? Yeah, Jimmy Is Carter. Peanut farmer. Whatever. Would For the purpose of that question, would it be Jimmy or James? James. Okay. I don't know yeah. what that dude's middle name was anyway. Three Sides is going to Google it. It's not Jimmy Carter, though. Yeah, I know. It's not Gerald Ford. Hmm. Who am I forgetting? Well, it's not Roosevelt. I can think of two people you're forgetting specifically. <laughs> well, no shit. Thank you. Uh, 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 God, think of some presidents. James Earl Carter. James Earl Carter. Okay. So one of them I got partially thanks to um, the Boondocks. Because uh, one of the uh, Huey hates this guy. He says he's the devil, and he's and he says the guy's full name, first, middle, last, and each of them has six letters. And he's like, six, six, six. Does that not offend you? And I like couldn't first remember his middle name, but I was like, oh, six letters. That sounds like it's probably two syllables. And that's that's one of the remaining answers. Is one of them Ronald Reagan? What's his yeah. middle name? Yeah, Ronald Wilson Reagan. Six okay. six six. Does that not offend you? Well, I was thinking, who's who's a devilish president? Ronald Reagan. Yep. Fuck that guy. Okay, so now I've, I'm I'm there. Yeah. I've, those I'm, are the two we got, and the other okay. one was something Woodrow Wilson. Thomas. Oh. Thomas Woodrow Wilson. His first name was Thomas. Apparently. T. Woodrow Wilson. Huh. I didn't know that one. Me neither. We only had to get two or three, so we were good. 
All right, there you go. And what a I'm, fun time. I'm usually really strategic with trivia bets, and I like do the game theory, and I do all the math and figure out exactly what the right number is. And I was like, no, we bet the house. It's the only right call. We bet the fucking <laughs> house. So we, we, I mean, we bet everything we were allowed to bet. Nice. And we got it right. Well, in second. And the team on the other side of us, who I decided I didn't like because they were kind of obnoxious. Because they had children, yep. Um, <laughs> but they were one point behind us going into the final, and then they got the question right and wagered zero points. What a bunch of chump asses. I think they got all three of them. Really? It's such a heartbreaker when that happens. But the the time we went to trivia at your old spot, we bet zero on the final and it went very well for us because we definitely did not know the answer. Yeah. Well. It makes sense sometimes. Sometimes, you know. All right. Let's do our last article. Okay. So Brexit. There you go. Has been, has been in the news. Everybody has been talking about Brexit. And I you think don't have a, to do it that goddamn... hard. Huh? You don't have to say Brexit. You can just say Brexit. No, I can't. Okay. Uh, I think it's terrible. Personally. Don't hurt yourself. I think it's. I think we're watching the future die, and not in the least because Sam Adams, the brewery, uh, wants to trademark Brexit and turn it into a cider. They have on they, June twenty fourth. Are they looking uh, to trademark just the name of it as it pertains to alcohol or in general? Like if someone gets a Brexit T-shirt, they have to pay Sam Adams Boston Company money. Well, I don't know how the patent office works. Or, I guess not a patent, a trademark, how the right. trademark office works. It says they filed a trademark application with the trademark office for Brexit in Class 033 for hard cider. Hmm. So maybe they're the only ones who can use it for hard cider or something? That would be fine with me. But if they, like, own the term, that's super obnoxious. Yeah. Well, it'll make the news a little less obnoxious because nobody will want to say it. Yeah. But um, they don't even really have a plan. I think they were just like, oh, this is a word. This is like a buzzword. Let's just uh, grab this and stick it on something, which just seems a little opportunistic to me. Yeah, it seems like they're playing the uh, the Twitter trends a little bit here. Yeah. Well, it's like it's like Budweiser being called America this summer. Well, except the thing is, the term America, everyone will always remember. I wonder if by the time it takes them to make a recipe, thoroughly test, brew, and ferment this cider... You know, a couple of months from now, people will be like, ooh, a Brexit. I wonder what that means, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. I don't know. I do not know. But I uh, I think it's a little a little silly. I think it's a little silly. Yeah, I, I would call it silly. Okay. Three stacks barely containing your rage off camera. I, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like this is... It bothers me that they're trying to trademark this to turn it into an alcohol name. And it bothers me more that they're trying to turn it into a cider. Like, I don't know why that it should be more, but an like, English ale. Like, the fact that yeah. it's not an English ale is stupid. But also, Agreed. like, it makes me think that whoever on their, like, creative design team thought of this did not understand the implications behind Brexit and were just like, this is a buzzword. Yeah, no, I, I mean, that's why I was saying the thing about the Twitter trending, like, I... You don't have to know what Brexit means to know that it's a big deal right now. And I think someone said, that's a big deal right now. Let's beat everyone else to the patent office. Yeah. Agreed. All right. So I guess we've put Brexit to bed. Yep. We solved the problem in the UK. <laughs> Good job, us. Yay. Have you gotten to the point where you feel like you can rate that beer? I'm as much to that point as I'll ever be, but Sam went to let the dog out. Oh, Sam let the dogs out. Yes. Ooh, 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 ooh. You, you just said it was Sam. Huh? Oh, yeah. That, uh, that song is actually, it gets much more offensive, but I think also much funnier when you realize that it's about ugly women at a party. Are we talking about who let the dogs out? Because I just yeah. let the dog out? Yeah. I've actually heard, so this is kind of funny. Initially, it sounds like it's just about dogs. And then it's about ugly women at a party. And now I I've just heard, said that. Right, right, right. But I've heard a th another layer of critical analysis that it uh -oh. is not, in fact, about ugly women at a party, but kind of the opposite. It's about fiendish, misogynistic men at a party 
being critical of the women at the party. Oh, because like, oh, those guys are dogs. Exactly. So really, I would have to go through it lyric by lyric, and I absolutely refuse to do that. Sure. Well, I think uh, my night just got booked solid. Okay. Well, you can report back next week when we release it, a.k.a. tomorrow when we record it. (laughs) Sweet. Sweet. All right. So, Samuel, you feel like you can rate this beer? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Then Uh, rate that beer. Three seconds. Are you ready? Do you want to go first? Because I know that before, when we've shared a beer, you've gotten mad at me for taking all the talking points. No, I don't have a whole lot of talking points on this. So do you want to take the ones you got? No. Okay. You just want to point at me and say that one, what he said? Yeah. Okay. So this is Perennial Artisan Ale's Suburban Beverage, which is a Goza. comes in at 4.2%. I stick behind my Cheerios assessment from earlier. It's like salt and Cheerios and a tiny bit of sour, but... I'm not sure whether it's the uh, weedy backbone or what, but it makes the salt kind of feel a little less out of place. Or maybe Uh it's just that I've had enough gozas that I'm getting used to it. But I didn't like it by any means, but it didn't, it wasn't as like abrasive and insane to me as like a lot of gozas I drink and just say, how the fuck did you make this and not just throw it down a toilet immediately. This, like, I, I understand a little bit more, but still for sure don't like. I'm going to give this a 2-3. Okay. I would definitely... pretty low. Yeah, I would definitely not drink this again. But I would also say it's one of the better Gozas I've had, which should give you an indication of how I feel about Gozas. So I'd recommend this to people who like Gozas, and I wouldn't recommend it to someone who doesn't. Okay. Three stacks? Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd agree with a lot of what Sam said. I mean, I think it's got more fruity notes than a lot of Gozas I've had, which uh, you can tell they are very tart, but you can't tell why. And this tastes a little bit more like a an actual, there might have really been fruit in it at one time. It honestly tastes a little bit like a really not very good super weak margarita, which I guess is okay. Like salted rim type of a thing? Yeah. Okay. Like it's... It's got that kind of limey, salty taste to it, which I guess is what they're going for. Right. I, I still don't actually like it, and my mouth still goes, nope, 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 every time I take a sip. But uh, it was a hundred times more drinkable than any other goes that I've had. So I'm going to give it a 2.7, because I'm less critical about things than Sam. You're giving it a 2.7. Don't pretend you're not being critical. And I'm going to put a little asterisk on it saying that I don't like Gozas. Alrighty. Uh, let's see here. So I had Ballast Points Thai Chili Wahoo. Yeah, this was a very spicy beer, in my opinion, all the way through. It started off spicy. It stayed spicy. A lot of spicy beers I've had, they kind of build up. but Or they, or they fade away. But this one just stayed through the whole time. I think this came out exactly like Ballast Point wanted. And I think for people who like spicy beers, this is an excellent choice. But I don't love spicy beers, so I'm going to give it somewhat regrettably 3.6. You know, like I I think for some people this is going to get a very good rating. And I don't think it was made poorly. I just don't particularly like the taste that go into it. But if you do like chilies, pick up Ballast Point's Thai Chili Wahoo. I think you probably will like it. I think that this beer has the capacity to be top tier for me. Maybe. I want to try Maybe. it so bad. Yeah, I think you would probably like it. Yes, because you got a much stronger man mouth. Well, well, yeah, I have a much stronger man everything than you do. But also, oh. I happen to like uh, hot pepper beers. Right, yeah, because of your man mouth. Just like, it's not a child mouth is really what it comes down to. Whatever. My mouth has been bar mitzvahed, unlike the rest <laughs> of me. Did you tell the priest that? <laughs> I actually don't know if that would have gotten me or lost me points. So yeah. <laughs> didn't say anything. Just say as little as possible. I, I've been trying to. Don't worry. All right. Do you know what you're having next week? Yeah. I think I'm going to have Ale Asylum's Haiku, uh, which is not spelled the way you would assume. It's H-I-G-H space C-O-U-P. Like like a coup. Like staging a that's, coup. That's, that's irritating. somewhat. Are they overthrowing the government of, like, Boulder, Colorado? I don't think so. I will have to text them. Okay. But that's a, that's a local brew, and that's an IPA, so that'll go from being, like, 
this crazy, weird mishmash goza to just like, oh, a beer from around here that I like, probably. So right. that'll be nice, refreshing change. Word. Uh, is there anything you want to say to potentially any nations out there? or? Oh, well, I mean, I just... I'm, I'm a little lost in my own thoughts. I'm just thinking of the beautiful sand beaches and, you know, fine hotels and delicious eateries of, of Portugal. Oh, I've and, been there. I know. Sometimes I'm just like, sometimes I'll be driving, thinking about Portugal, and I'm like, oh, man, all of a sudden I'm in a ditch. Yeah. Like, just, I was just lost, you know? Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, I'm always just, my mind's just wandering over to www.portuguesetourismboard.com. And all the all the wealth of information that's stored there. I would I would say there's a, a fifteen to twenty percent chance that you are all URL does not four oh four. So nice job. <laughs> yeah. How about a website that you know for a fact exists? Uh, well for a fact I know that if you want to learn more about Portugal or beer or really anything going on in our lives, you can visit com. You can tweet at us at Bruisday Tuesday and you can email us at Bruce Day Tuesday Podcast at gmail dot com. Also, don't let the bastards get you down. Tune in next week, everybody. Bye. 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 Comes up here. Catch all your tears. Drink the remedy. Forget about your problems. Here comes a shot. Lose all your thoughts. Drink the remedy. Forget about your problems. This one's on me. Fix you for free. Drink the remedy. Forget about everything. This one's on me. Got what you need. And take your medicine. You feel better, friend. What are, what are you showing me? Oh, uh. Safari cannot open the page because the server cannot be found at portuguesetourismboard.com. Oh.